Welcome back to the Dad in the Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, Chris. Good to see you again. Well, yeah, as, as much as we can see each other through, you know, FaceTime here, well, yeah, likewise. Yeah, our weekly uh, podcast. This is, guys, this is the only time that we ever talk. It's just once a week on this podcast. <laughs> We're it's we, much more than we used to talk. We'll put it that way. Yeah, that's true. Well, you and I have always been pretty good about, uh, you know, we, we would have large swaths of time where we didn't talk to each other. Not just, you know, we were mad or anything. It's just life got in the way. And uh, we'd go like six months and not hear from each other. And then we were pretty good about uh, picking things where we left off. Well, usually it wasn't a whole lot, you know, I was having anyway. So you can usually have a 10-minute conversation and cover six months. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of filler talk now. Well, speaking of which, we had, some, uh, we had some activities. I heard you went to a baseball game this week. Yes, I did. I went ahead and I, you know, seen a ball game with my son, though. Uh, we went down to Cincinnati. I mean, most of you may have seen that I did a, a FaceTime Live that did not go as planned. Uh, went out there. We actually I got tickets that I thought I may have gotten scammed on. Whoa, I didn't hear about this. What do you mean? So I went ahead, and I was just searching for tickets. You know, there's all these different ticket providers out there, and there's one oh, called yeah. Vivid Seats. Right. And I found two tickets, one row from the field in right field. Nine dollars a pop. Wow! So I jumped on it, and yeah. then like when I'm got the tickets, and I'm like, man, this is awfully cheap. What's going on? <laughs> Something. Yeah. This, this can't be legit. Right. So I had to print it off a uh, you know the paper you get online. Walk up to the gate, and I'm I'm just that that feeling in my stomach. I'm like, man, if this comes back and says they're no good, I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm be angry. Sure. Because at that point, I'm there. I'm with my son. Right. I'm now going to the ticket counter and spending more money for more, you know, more tickets. Absolutely. But uh, much to my enjoyment, they went dink, dink, and they let me in. Well, that's cool. What service was this again? Uh, it's called Vivid Seats, I think it is. Vivid Tickets. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just to can, clarify, we are not sponsored by <laughs> by that. Yeah, we we need some money, please. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went ahead and got them. We went out and uh, we sat out. Two row, one row from the actual field, row B. I was like, "Wow, this is, this is closest when like I actually been to the field." Uh, personally, yeah. so we were sitting like right behind Bryce Harper. Yeah, you know, Great American Ballpark, game. right? Cincy. Great American Ballpark. Yeah, it was a uh, in the outfield where I almost had heat stroke that one time. Oh that, yeah, that's a story, a <laughs> whole a story another story. Game. We're opening up a can of worms <laughs> on that one, so we may address that at a later point. But yeah. uh, I figured, you know what? I want to get down to Cincinnati. I want to see the Phillies play. Uh, my wife, it just wasn't an option for her to come. So I was like, you know, I'm going to have my first real father-son ball game. Yes. Didn't know exactly how it was going to work out because he has never sit still for more than an inning in his life. But the idea of us being so close, idea of us, uh, you know, them playing the Phillies and him uh, wearing his Reds gear. Yes. Oh, no. Reds gear. How, how did that happen? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, it, I think it's just a proximity of where we live and his friends, because he sees me watching the Phillies every every, right. every other day. You know, as often as I can. He knows his mom and his grandparents are Cardinals fans. So those one game, this goes back a little while, that the Cardinals are playing the Reds, and he said, "Daddy, how are my Reds doing?" Yeah. I said, <laughs> "I said you're who?" He said, "My Reds." I'm like, and I start wrestling with them. You mean the Russians? (laughs) (laughs) You better not mean the Cincinnati Reds. (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, he, it, it kind of progressed from there. Every time that they're you know they're on, he's like, "How are my Reds doing?" Or "My Reds are playing your Phillies," or you know, down the down that way. He's always had a a pair of uh, well, when we first got him, were huge pair of uh, red shorts. Yeah, and he got them because when we took him to a Phillies Reds game uh, back when he was just in that potty potty training phase, he was telling us he had to go, and we just didn't get him there in time. Was that you who bought the shorts? It was me who bought the shorts. You did do it. This is yeah. your fault. It kind of is. But it, was like, it was either get him the overpriced shorts, uh, Under Under Armour shorts at the ball field, right? or we're not going to the game. Yeah. So he got these shorts, and he now really fits in them well, and he's got a shirt. It's a Reds. And just the excitement of being there, first of all, on a school night. Oh, yeah. And, you know, going down there, just being me and him, being so close to the field, uh, there is nobody that goes to these games. The Reds are so bad right now. Nobody shows up. Oh boy! And so we're out there, surrounded by a bunch of Phillies fans, which was which was pretty nice. <laughs> well, wait, what about the Phillies? How are they doing? Uh, they're underachieving. Mm. Uh, I don't have. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to miss that second wild card spot just because of the the difficulty of their final part of their season. Right, it's one of the hardest out there for the teams that are trying to get there. But, uh, I mean, the Reds won, so I, I knew I was going to be happy regardless. Either I was going to be happy because the Phillies won, or I was going to be happy because, you know, Zach was over the moon, yeah. and the Reds won. But uh, we enjoyed it. We went there. We uh, Most of these ballparks have, like, a kid's area. So he's played wiffle ball at two locations, I say. He's played it in Cincinnati at Great American, and he's also played it at, at Citizens Bank Field in Philadelphia. Oh, cool. So he's played it in both. Uh, he goes out there, and it's it's fun to watch him. Just kind of swing the ball, the bat, and hit the ball, and mm-hmm. and then he goes out and he plays in the outfield. And so he he's done all that. There's slides. There's a lot of fun things they can do. Uh, but he actually survived. I'll say probably about seven innings in our seats. That's the longest he's actually sat and watched a ball game. Oh my gosh! He lasted to the seventh inning stretch. Uh, we got up around the fifth after oh, uh, Philly put a bunch of runs on the board. Yeah. And I was like, okay, dude, let's just go ahead and we'll go have some fun. And he went around and played a bit. And I gave him, you know, saying, hey, five more minutes here. We're going to go back and sit back down. Right. And we went and sat back down. And we, and we finished you know, the rest of the game. He actually got to see a Philly jumping over the fence and robbing a home run. Wow. That's yes. cool. Yeah. So there was, was a lot of home runs hit. Uh, that happened. So, I mean, it was it was a really nice evening. He had a Did good time. Did he love it? Yes, he did. It was he was super fun, and I realize now I know where I like sitting. I've sat I sat pretty much everywhere in that stadium mm-hmm. besides uh, left field, and I don't want to sit over there at bleachers underneath the big screen. Yeah, uh, but I think that's probably where I'll be winding up. You know, getting my tickets most of the time because all the home runs are hit nowadays too. The chances of you getting a ball are a lot higher, and you know, him getting another ball would be a uh, would be pretty awesome. No, that's excellent. So who who wound up winning the game? Uh, the Reds won the game. Uh, oh, they the won, I think it was like 8-5, to five, I think the final score was. But, uh, it was like I said, he was happy. I was happy. He was happy. And then we had to get up early the next morning. No, that sounds like a good time. We have, uh, down here in, in Louisville, we have a minor league team, the Louisville Bats. Uh, I believe, they what are they, like a, a, a AAA team for, for the Reds? I think some of the... Uh, Reds players kind of interchange, and they go down there sometimes. Uh, but you're right. I mean, 
we've gone maybe once or twice with my daughter and mainly we just go for the hot dogs and the merry-go-round that they have there. <laughs> uh, although last time she did actually watch some baseball and she was, she was like way into it and she was like yelling at the players and like, <laughs> come on, hit the ball. You got it. She was like cheering on people. She was so loud. In fact, that uh, people in front of us in seats were like turning around and looking at us. <laughs> That's a South Jersey right there. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. I, uh, but no, that's good. We plan on taking her to, to more because she really enjoyed them. Well, that's, that's cool. I mean, the, the older they get, the the more they can tolerate sitting down and, you know, enjoying the game a little bit more rather than needing to get up, walk around. and Right. A- any chance that the Reds are going to be playing um, October baseball? Like, Are we going to have some decent tickets or no? Oh no, the Reds are so far out of it. Oh. That's why no one shows up. <laughs> That's my biggest gripe with Cincinnati f- uh, baseball fans. I mean, yeah. uh, I think I see more Reds Reds games than people that call themselves Reds fans. Right. I mean, no one ever shows up, even when they were winning. And I mean, it's only been a couple seasons that they were doing so, but still, no one showed up. Mm, so it's kind of one of those. I mean, they can't put a team together and they can't spend money if you don't spend your money to see them play. No, that's true. Well, that's a deep cut. Yeah, you. Uh, sounds like you had a good time. I us here, we we had a pretty uneventful, relaxing weekend. But uh, in all honesty, we're kind of gearing up for the rest of the month because my wife and I we are going to be uh, part of a wedding. Uh, so we're spending next weekend at a shower, and the following weekend we're going up to Chicago uh, to be a part of this wedding. So uh, we've got to you better find your on. way to sneak into a Bears game. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. I you just didn't, you uh, didn't even think of that. <laughs> well, I did, but I my assumption is that uh, my time is going to be occupied, and I don't know how much how much ability I'll have to sneak away. <laughs> Your time is not yours. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm on borrowed time up in Chicago. But uh, yeah, so that should be fun later on this month. But yeah, we just pretty much relax. I we bought an Instapot or Instant Pot. Do you know what those are? Are they like pressure cooker type things? It's like a combo. It's a slow cooker and a pressure cooker. And um, anyway, aren't, aren't there stories of those things like exploding? I mean, sure. There's old wives' tales. Uh, this thing, I don't think it, it'll explode on us. You got a time bomb in your kitchen. <laughs> Look, we've we've made like we've made like four things in it, and it hasn't exploded yet. So I think we're good. This is a really sad way to go ahead and try to get a remodel of your house, man. <laughs> Uh, no, but it's, uh, I don't know why I'm even bringing it up. That's sad. We, we, no worries, we, no worries. We ate some good food this, uh, this weekend. That's well, that's cool. But you also, I know you couldn't wait. Uh, Friday, uh, It Chapter 2 came out. Uh, I know we're going to have probably a whole podcast about this by itself. Uh, yeah. Once I go ahead and say it. But what were your, uh, reactions? Were they positive? Were they negative? Uh, just a, just a brief, non, no, uh, spoiler type cut on it. Oh, they were positive. I mean, it's long. I mean, for a horror movie, which are typically like an hour and a half, it's like just under three hours. <laughs> wow. Wow. By, really? Yeah, by itself. It's it's a long movie, dude. It's like two hours, 50 minutes, something like that. Oh, I was expecting maybe at most two and a half. I mean, I thought that was stretching it. No, and the director has even said that he... Um, he plans on doing like a super cut that's going to be like five to six hours long where it combines both the movies <laughs> into like one long super cut. Oh, uh, okay. So he's not excited. There's not like another two hours of this movie that's put on the cutting floor. Well, no, but 
he said he would include deleted scenes and even scenes that he hasn't even shot yet. Like he plans on shooting new scenes to add to the supercut. So look, as a Stephen King fan and as a fan of the story, the, and the, the the book itself is you know like fourteen hundred pages long or whatever, I'm thrilled. That sounds good to me because I think it's been a it's a great adaptation, uh, one of the better Stephen King adaptations that's been made. But uh, uh, yeah, as far as the the movie that was released um, this week, I, I loved it. Um, there are a couple points where you start to feel the length a little bit, which is not a great sign for any movie. But you kind of get jarred out of that pretty quick. I mean, the the cast is excellent, and the story kind of keeps punching along. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about that more um, uh, on another episode. Okay, well that's promising. Yeah, it's definitely something I wanted to see. I mean, the, you know, the sickness has kind of been running through my family this this week. Last week I was ill during our podcast. Yeah, it took me about a week to get over it. Now my wife's got it. My daughter has been fighting it. So it's it's only time till my son gets it. So we all went kind of under the weather. So uh, definitely next weekend will be my uh, my attempt to go see it, and then we'll have that uh, the podcast maybe the following week or whenever. We, maybe maybe we'll put out two that week. One that's a straight podcast for the uh, spoiler cast, and one's a normal. Um, but we'll find that out later. Yeah, we'll let you guys know. But uh, so that's pretty much what's going on this weekend. This weekend, of course, is the uh, opening to the NFL. A lot of week week one games, um, and I know it, pretty much right now as it stands. I'm. I have an NFL fantasy team. Just one. We're doing a work league or whatever. And uh, you're on a baseball fantasy uh, team this year, right? You've been doing that for a few years, though. Oh yeah, I've been on baseball now. As, uh, I mean, going back before my son. So or he's he's uh, going on seven now. So I've been playing fantasy baseball for a while. It's one one of those ones I was kind of scared of for a while before I started playing it because of how. Um, intricate it can be how many different categories how many stats baseball is all about stats yeah and uh the league i actually got into is with a couple of my friends uh one i know now through uh a buddy that i know here in ohio but um the way they have it set up it's, it's very similar to football leagues where you set your lineup and it's set for a week so no matter what happens that's your team oh see i like that because i tried to do that one year with you and it was just like way too much for me. Yeah, where you can where, edit your team daily and everything. Yes. It yeah, was this a, one here is uh, you set your league on Monday. If the first game uh, plays at one o'clock, that player locks at one. The other players lock at when their first game is, and then that's the that's your actual setup. And then we have uh, fourteen categories you can win. So in theory, you can get fourteen points a week. Well, but what uh, what service do you guys use? Is it through ESPN? Yeah, we just use ESPN. It's something that uh, I think it's one of the more you know common, just because everyone kind of has access to ESPN. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's where it was launched, and it's kind of where we uh, where we find our home. Uh, I was actually very successful this year. Uh, it's, it's actually what we call a, a keeper league. So we oh, yeah. have so it's a keeper league plus it's an auction draft. So we get two hundred and sixty dollars per team, and then each player is worth a certain value. So you can keep as many as you want, but you got to make sure you have enough funds to go ahead and fill your team. Oh, excellent. So in past years, my, uh, my, my league laughs at me. I love pitchers. So I'll keep pitchers, and that's uh, never worked. My, <laughs> I, I've come to find out pitchers can be great one year, and they'll be terrible the following year, no matter who it is. Yeah. So this year, I went all in on my offense. I just kept, and I spent a ton of money on keeping almost my whole offense, and then filling a few, and then... I mean, paying like a buck for pitchers and just getting pitchers on the cheap, getting them off the waiver wire, doing everything, and just kind of building my pitching staff that way. Yeah. 
it won me the league. Well, it won, it won me the regular season. So I went into the playoffs as the number one seed. And as a team that really didn't have to, you know, work too hard to keep my team winning. Right. I think I may have become complacent with my team a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because the guy that came in third place in my division actually just bounced me today. Oh. So he beat me today. Now, he's one of the guys that's typically one of the top guys in my league. So I'm not shocked that he got me. Right. But it came down to one pitcher. Uh, it came down to it was a, a pitcher from, from Houston playing against Seattle. If Who was it? Out, uh, it was uh, Garrett Cole. Ah. Uh, if Garrett Cole came out there for Houston and Seattle lit him up, I would have won. He came out there. He gave up two runs. They won 15-2, to two, I think the final score was. Oh, no. So his ERA dropped. Uh, right. his His whip dropped. His, uh, his win totals went up. So there's three categories that just... It, it put the other guy over the edge. So, uh, kudos to him. He knocked me out. It's another one of those. Uh, you know, I had an awesome season, but nothing became of it type of years. So, who are the, some of the star players in your team currently? So, if I'm looking at my team, and if I was, you know, some well-known players, I'd have to look at, like, say, George Springer, uh, Marcel Ozuna, uh, Kristen Yelich. I mean, most people that don't know a whole lot of baseball may know him just because of the home runs he hits. Yeah. And, I mean... Uh, JT Realmuto. I've got a few Phillies on my team that uh, I was accused of being a homer, but I fight that because they weren't Phillies when I had them last year, and they ah, became Phillies this year. I see. So I was like, I had no actual say in that matter. But uh, I mean, my pitching, my pitching is is really nothing. Have you had anyone that's like surprised you this year, where you didn't think they'd be all that good, and they uh, turned out giving you some pretty solid points week to week? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a guy named uh. uh I'm going to say his first name wrong. Kettle Marte. He plays out in, in Arizona. And mm-hmm. I got him on the cheap. Like, I really, I drafted him for three bucks. And he's hitting, like, 330, 94 run score, 31 home runs, 89 RBIs. I mean, he was the one I thought I was just like, you know, I'm filling this position. Because I wasn't really sure who he was. Yeah. And that, that was a home run. And him and one pitcher, uh, Ryu, out in uh, with the Dodgers. I mean, he only cost me a buck. I paid a dollar for this guy. He got me 12 wins, 142 um, strikeouts, and under a 2.6 ERA. So uh, there were two of my my gems I found not even really trying too hard to. But Wow. Do you – so, you know, for me, I, I haven't done really uh, baseball fantasy. It's been mostly, you know, NFL fantasy. And to me, it just added a whole new – uh, level of watching it come Sunday and a whole new level of understanding between how each and every you know NFL team is doing and keeping up with the news that's constantly churning as opposed to having one team that you like and you follow and just see how they do throughout the year. Um, has that kind of been your experience? Like, I mean, for with baseball, there's there's more teams, there's more players, there's more stats. Like, how do you keep up with it all? I mean, based and it's based on the league I'm in. It's going to probably be different per league. Yeah. But the league I'm in now, the guys that I play with are pretty hardcore. They're, oh, yeah. They're, they're on top of it. So they force you to kind of be on top of it. Right. So if you are struggling, you got to be out there and you got to be looking at the players. You look at, like, uh, who's being dropped, who's being picked up, uh, who is, you know, on fire right now. Uh, what players are other, like, people picking up like who is a trendy player right now yeah that's one of the big things i look at 
I'm like, okay, so who's trending right now? They'll look at their stats and everything. Why are they trending? Right. You pull them up. So it's it's really like, like I said, this year for me, it wasn't too difficult just because of the luck that I had with uh, with my new strategy, which I'm going to continue doing. I think I found my way of going about doing it. Yeah. But it does to I think to the question you're asking, does it like change the way I watch the sport? Yeah. Uh, not so much. I mean, I always kind of been into it to start with. So baseball. I think for a while now, I've been a bigger baseball fan almost than football. Mm-hmm. So I kind of watched it broadly anyway. So I, I absolutely covered my Phillies. I watched my Phillies. I enjoy watching my Phillies play. Uh, but, I mean, I've always paid attention to say, what are the Reds doing? What are the Cardinals doing? The Cubs? So it really didn't really change the way I watched it. And I don't yeah. watch – I won't pull up ESPN just to see uh, what George Springer did in Houston today. Right. Because on my app – it actually gives me player news. Or I, it's really quick. I can pull it up. Oh, he went two for three, you know, with a walk, a home run. I, I can see it real fast. It's not really something that I really need to dive into. Yeah. But I actually enjoy this one here. I actually almost, now this is something that I don't know if you even know, I almost dropped all of my fantasy sports altogether. Oh, I did not know that. I know that you, I mean, you got me into playing fantasy football. We had a league together there for a few years. I don't know, maybe three or four years running. And then uh, we haven't done it for a couple years. Maybe, and I'm just bringing this up for the first time, but uh, maybe there's a Dad in the Rock league in our future with baseball and football. Oh, oh I, I can see a Dad in the Rock football one out there. Yeah. I think baseball may be a little deep for you know our audience here. Probably. A little too deep for me even. But, uh, yeah, I think that would be fun. A little late this year, but maybe if we're still doing this thing a year yeah, from now. This is still running next year. <laughs> if you guys are still willing to listen to us from a year from now, yeah. Yeah, I but, think uh, that would be fun. But yeah, uh, yeah. fantasy football, I actually found myself today actually sitting on the couch thinking, man, I, I kind of wish I got into a league. Right. But, I mean, I can I can see myself enjoying it a little bit more not playing. I mean, I didn't miss it at all last year. I don't yeah. know if this is a first week thing where, you know, I would be looking at it and say, hey, look, you know, they did this, 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 this happened. Well, especially a day like today when you're watching your Miami Dolphins just uh, get absolutely pounded you're probably looking for any excuse to keep your mind off that. If you had a fantasy team to follow, you'd oh, be feeling man, a little bit better. Bring the thumping of my dolphins up, <laughs> dude. They you got know, it's, You know, it's not as bad as the embarrassing opening game that you guys played. You know, between uh, the Packers and the bit new. Green no, Bay. I'd say I'd say it's way more embarrassing to get beat by the Ravens by like forty points. I mean, but we I'm, kept Aaron Rodgers down to ten points, so I think it's way more embarrassing. <laughs> Well, I mean, Miami's kind of like a high school team right now. They've cut everybody. So, I mean, we got Fitz Magic playing, and that should pretty much tell you all that you need to know. I saw a news story after the fact, after the game, where half the locker room is asking to be traded. <laughs> and that's, uh, I don't know if that was just a joke or a meme or what, but uh, I, I would believe it with that pounding. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, there's no, they're not trying to win. They're, they're, yeah. They are not even trying to hide it. They're, they're pulling the NBA tanking thing here. Yep. They're, they they are, uh, what was it, uh, tanking for Tua. <laughs> I, I, can, I can see them doing that. Oh, and, and then, then the Super Bowl is in Miami this year, so it all goes oh, perfectly. <laughs> there was no hope. And then oh, they got man. New England next week. I mean, you might as well put 90 up. Uh, that's ridiculous. We could, we could go off on a whole tangent with uh, Antonio Brown and what happened there, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'll save it. But uh, we, we got into my baseball thing here. Yeah. Uh, you have a work 
football. You, you kind of referenced it a little bit ago. Um, so yeah. how did your draft go? How did, How's week one going for you? So far, so good. I'm up by like uh, 20 points against my opponent here. Uh, yeah, uh, there's... So the guys at my work, they've been doing it for at least a couple of years, I think, before I, I started working there last year. And I just happened to overhear them talking about fantasy, fantasy. And I had the bug because by this point, you had kind of disbanded the league that we were in together. And I was looking for something else to kind of replace that, to fill that hole, you know? Um, so, yeah, it was just kind of perfect timing where I joined up. And it's nothing major. It was just like a $5 buy-in. Uh, so the pot's not very large, but uh, but there's something do. to keep your attention. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I mean, I had a decent draft. We did it uh, Tuesday night, a weeknight of all nights. I, ha- I kind of hate doing a draft on a weeknight, but it, it was what it was. Um, but yeah, I ended up getting a Baker Mayfield for my quarterback, which is, you know, jury's still kind of out. He didn't have a great day today, but we'll see how the rest of the season goes. I've got Todd Gurley, James Conner, who I loved last year. I just happened to pick him up during the whole Le'Veon Bell issues that happened last year and James Conner kind of came up you know as a shining star out of um, um, that problem but uh, Julian Edelman and I never I never draft Patriots just because I hate the Patriots so much <laughs> but uh, I don't know what it was he was just available and I was like man I need a I need a you need never a want to pull receiver. for a Patriot for any given reason no never but you know if you're going to, I, I guess he just happened to be on the board at the right time for me. I got Stefan Diggs, which the Vikings, I don't know if you saw any of that game, but the Vikings looked really solid today. Yeah, um, uh, much to uh, your chagrin, probably. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Evan Ingram, which is a surprise, he got me 23 points today, a tight end. I like having a, a good tight end, so when I draft, I tend to, um, you know, they're not going to be my first few picks, but when the time comes, I'm usually one of the first to actually get a tight end. You can't be a good tight end on your football team. Yeah. Um, so that's it. And uh, somebody did jack the uh, Chicago Bears defense right before I could get them. That nobody had drafted a defense yet. It was getting to be like ninth or tenth round, somewhere around there. And uh, the uh, Bears defense were still on the board. And they were listed as number one on this draft. The, uh, we were using actual NFL.com, um, and I wanted them so bad just because I'm going to be watching Chicago Bears games anyway. So I figured might as well, you know, have somebody there. Uh, you let them go could... that long? You should have got them earlier if you really wanted them. Well, I thought I was good, and I mean, I literally was good. I, you I mean, took Edelman over your Bears. Well, I did, but nobody was drafting uh, defenses. I, I look, I was like one pick away, and the guy who picked right before me. Just oh, they almost fell to you. Yeah, they almost did. So I ended up getting the uh, the Rams, uh, you know, which they're a pretty good defense in, in and of themselves. So not a bad uh, lineup this year for me, and, and hopefully it goes well. I don't know. With fantasy, I'm really pumped about it the first few weeks. And I think they're, they're – I don't know if it's a lull or just by the time you get to, like, November, December football, you're just like, I'd rather just watch the games and – you know, especially if it's a five dollar buy in. We, you and I, we used to have uh, what twenty five dollar buy in. Oh, twenty dollar buy. Yeah. So the so the pot was a little bit more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> to win teams. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, as far as fantasy goes, uh, if you ever want to get back into one, I think next year that would be a fun thing to do. Dad and Rock League. Yeah, that's definitely an uh, an option there. I think that should be easy to do. I think what killed it for me is being the commissioner. Yeah, and, that's tough. Like, and like being on top of everybody. So the buy-in being twenty bucks, I didn't want to be responsible for their buy-in come the end of the season. That's right. Yeah. 
and it did happen. We had to boot a few guys because I had to shell out the 20 bucks to get it to the actual winner. Right. So I think that may have been what did it for me for a little while. I kind of needed a break. But, um, eh, you know what? I do feel, I do feel, you know, the itch. Baseball's kind of been feeling that, feeling that for me. So, sure. I think playing year round was much. So I'm playing it all summer in baseball, and then football picks up, and I'm playing all, you know, all winter with football. So, so I think having that break. As far as, you know, your home teams or the teams that you love, I mean, Phillies, it, you know, and when I watch baseball, I root for the Phillies. We're both from the South Jersey area initially, so that just makes sense. The Phillies were our home team. Uh, but you grew up loving the Miami Dolphins. How did that happen? I get asked that a lot. It's kind of funny. Uh, I think it had to have something to do with Dan Marino. And that's yeah. the only thing I could think of. It was basically the back end of his career when he was nothing but a cast. Right. And just kind of standing there. Was but, it uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective and the magical performance from Dan Marino in that movie where he just had to root for his team? <laughs> Laces out, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not all th- I think it was before that. It yeah, I think kinda... it, I think you had the uh, the old dolphin starter jacket way before the starter Ace jacket, came the out. reversible, the uh, merino jerseys. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I really I don't know. It just I just started watching. It could be as stupid as I like their colors. I I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I could have pulled you know what my wife would do. She's like, you know what? I think their colors are cool. I'm gonna go with them. It may have been that. Maybe my uh, inner child like, ooh, look at those colors, and I like a dolphin. Well, that's excusable. I mean, you were a kid. I, I, mine are are almost the same way. Where, uh, you know, I was a fan of football, and but you know, growing up, I watched the Eagles, of course, because we were just you know, location wise, that's uh, who we rooted for. Um, that's who was my 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 dad's team was, and and still is, and. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I grew up and, and when we got back into, I got back into football right around the same time that I started doing the, uh, the football fantasy league with you and just watching it and really got back into it big time. Um, and for whatever reason, I picked the Chicago bears to be my team. And I think it was just a combination. Like I, I'd spent some time in Chicago here and there. Uh, when I was in my twenties, I would just go up there for like a day or two and just kind of hang out. It was fairly close. Um, and then I, I think the colors, I, I look good in navy and orange, you know? Oh, that's kind of a real take here. You're an SNL fan, and you love the skit. I do, yeah. And everyone, the bears. <laughs> so you, you were like, okay, I'm going to roll with the bears. Yeah, I think that's probably that probably is the main reason. Like, I'm a huge, uh, you know, fan of just the 1980s in general, and then the Super Bowl shuffle, and then kind of being, you know, the team in the mid-80s. Uh, that's probably what grabbed me the most. Yeah, you're probably right. Da bears. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a lot worse. You could have said you liked the colors like I did. I mean, you were hitting at it, but I don't think it was the case. I mean, come on, like dark blue and orange. Look, Who man, it, it was the 90s. Uh, you know, teal and orange, those were fair all over the place in the 90s. So you're probably just influenced by that. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's what's going on this weekend for, for us and everybody, just uh, getting back into football and, and watching. This is an exciting time for baseball, too. I mean, this is like the time of the year where football's ramping up and, uh, you know, baseball, we're kind of closing into the World Series. So the September, October time frame's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's one of those times. I mean, it happens twice a, twice a year, really, where you have all really four. Or I'm going to go as far as five. This may be controversial of our major sports here. You have, you have your baseball, your hockey your football, then you have uh, NBA can be starting up, and then that fifth one that I don't think people are going to like is the MLS. Uh, you have soccer going as well. I think 
I mean, it's just more and more worth. I think we're a couple years away from that overtaking one of the other four, to be honest. I, I, it may be controversial, but I think it's less and less controversial. Soccer is just like... I think it's growing up where kids are just put into, like, you know, soccer leagues. I feel like when kids are young, they used to be put into, like, you know, baseball and softball and football, but now, like, soccer seems to be the go-to for those kids, and they grow up loving it, and now they want to follow it as adults. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you look back, and it's been this way for quite some time, uh, soccer is actually the most popular youth sport. Now, once you know they get out of that stage, there it just drops off. You don't know what happens. Yeah, uh, a lot of the uh, the theories is the money wasn't there. Right? Why would you want to try to play a sport where you can you're not going to win you know get as much money? Say if you go baseball, you get these guarantee contracts that are astronomical. Right. Or football, you know, and money's there in basketball. It, it just depends on the demographic for the uh, the area on which sport is actually bigger. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot could have something to do with our generation when it comes to our kids. Yep. Because uh, my son, me and my wife made a conscious you know, decision. We're not putting him in football. He's not playing youth football. Right. Uh, and I, I don't think you're alone there. I think that's uh, a feeling for a lot of folks out there. I mean, we, we've discussed if he wants to play football come high school, I got no problem. The coaching's proper. The pads all fit. There's, yeah. you know, there's an actual training team. If something happens, they know how to you know, address it. But if you're playing pee wee football, the helmet doesn't fit you. You're running around like a flipping bobblehead. Right. So, uh, really, when it comes down to soccer, I know both my son and my daughter are both playing this fall. Uh, my two nephews, uh, my nephew, I'm sorry, nephew and niece, my uh, brother's kids, they're both playing now. They started oh, wow. a little earlier. Yeah. And I think my sister's out in Arizona, her kids play as well so i mean it's really big when it comes to you know a youth sport it's just once now that the league the mls here they're seeing it and it's growing at a, at a rate that i don't even know if they can they can control so i yeah. think they may they may pull the hockey and grow too much and then have to retract teams right but there's actually a thing in place over in europe leagues where they call it relegation which they've been fighting it here but it would be a way to grow the league and uh, end the popularity. So basically, basically, in a nutshell, what regulation uh, rele- relegation is, yeah. is you have your top, your top, player, top teams, and they're all saying MLS. Then you have the second level, which is uh, uh, the ULC, UCL, and the second, basically almost like a minor league system. Right. And if you finish above a certain number in the MLS, you stay in the MLS. But if you follow below it, you drop down, and then the bottom leagues, whoever like finished in the top two, they move up. Oh wow! So there's a you're, there's no benefit. There's like no sucking for luck. Yeah. Or you know tanking for two. There's none of that. If you finish that low, there is an actual consequence for you finishing that low. Wow. You get you get bumped, and someone else comes up to the spot. And you know, U.S. owners are like, "No, I don't. I don't want to subject myself to that, right? Just because it's, I'm going to lose money." Yeah, I, I mean, I know just the just the general popularity of uh, soccer in itself is growing year over year here in the states. I, there's even a, a, I don't know if what division they're in. I know it's got to be minor league, but I know down here in Louisville, they're uh, currently in the process, or they may almost be finished of uh, building a uh, a soccer stadium here for for their team. Uh, that plays here, and which is sad. I don't even know the team's name. <laughs> so I guess you know soccer's not quite there yet, but um, 
it's it's growing year over year. So yeah, they're going to be in that uh, that second tier, the one right yeah. below the MLS. Right. Uh, so that'll be cool. We'll have minor league baseball, minor league soccer, and uh, I would love to see some hockey, but uh, we might be too far south for that. It's in Florida. Oh yeah, fair it's enough. in Florida. It's in North Carolina. They had it in Atlanta. I think the Hawks are no longer there. Not yeah, the Thrashers. Nashville's a huge hockey town too. Who would have guessed? Yeah, I'd like to get down there to see a game. I haven't. I, I've fallen so far out of level hockey. I used to be a diehard, and then you did, man. You go through phases. I think you go through years where it's like you're way into one over another, and then you fall. Ba- Something happens where you fall back in love with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like so much. That's my problem. I'm such a broad sports fan. Yeah, you are. I, I mean, heck, I'll sit down and watch curling during the Olympics. And I'll enjoy it too. I'm like, sweet, you do. Get around. <laughs> you love the Olympics too. You just love watching competition. I'll like kind of tune in to the Summer Olympics here and there. Uh, like, oh, the U.S. gymnastics team's doing pretty well, I hear. Let's, you know, watch, you know, 10 minutes of it. And that's my f- fulfillment of watching the Olympics. But uh, yeah, you typically go all out, oh, but yeah, you're the, just a sports nut. The two weeks, yeah, it's on. I'm watching every night. Summer Olympics is a little easier for the first week because right. you know, there's things that both myself and my wife enjoy. Uh, second week, I'm not a huge track and field person, uh, but the swimming and all that, and then, you know, the Winter Olympics, you know, watching guys slide down on their butts, you know, 60 miles an hour on a sled, <laughs> it's, it's pretty fun to watch. Now, when uh, these uh, the Olympics or any sports, for that matter, when, when they really start being broadcast in 4K, that's when they're really going to capture my interest. Oh, yeah. Now, now you just bring, now, so you just brought up the 4K thing. So uh, yeah. I went out, and I have had the fourth generation Apple TV. Uh, I've had it now for when they, since they first launched it, so we're talking maybe three, four years now. And since I've went out and bought a brand new, you know, 4K television, uh, and I didn't know this at the time, but the Apple TV that I had did not support 4K video. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it did not. So I was like, okay, we got to rectify this because uh, uh, I went ahead and I don't know if you did this or even knew about it. I have committed to three years of Apple TV. Apple TV, I'm sorry, uh, Disney Plus. Oh, you went ahead and got the sale, huh? Yeah, I bought two years, got the third year free. So I was like, I don't know if my LG TV is going to support the app. I know it's going to be an Apple TV, so I need the 4K since it's a part of the base pro. Base price. Wow, that's good. Hey, good reason to go get one. <laughs> and you know what? There wasn't even a discussion with my wife. We actually, she was going to go on Friday night to pick it up, and I just we just went out to dinner. I didn't feel like walking around Best Buy, and we actually went yesterday and picked it up and actually set it up, and we watched because I wanted to see really what the difference was. I want sure. I wanted to see how vivid and how nice it was. Right. Uh, we owned the uh, the Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And we turned that on, and I seen it within. 30 seconds. Wow. You can see how vivid the actual, his, his red jacket was when he was right. actually in the circus. Uh, the audio on top of that, because I've got a Sonos uh, surround system. I love That's it. right, yeah. And it sounds good by itself. I mean, it doesn't need much help. Right. But when you actually uh, throw that Adobe Vision and uh, all that Atmos and Atmos, all that on top yeah. of it, it sounds spectacular. Like, I was sitting there watching it, and I looked at my wife and was like, you know what? I feel like I'm in the theater now. As nice as it looks, and as you know, the audio being what it was, yeah, I felt like I was sitting in a the theater. 
Yeah, I have a uh, I have a Roku TV, and before that, I had the kind of the Roku. I forget if it was the Ultra or the Premium, but it was the one that did 4K and HDR and uh, support. My TV has the uh, Dolby Atmos support as well, uh, and the Dolby Vision. But just there's something about the Apple product and just the Apple interface when it comes to all that stuff. It's just it's so clean and crisp. There's been times where I, I wanted to fork out the money and go get an Apple TV, even though I can get all the same content with my Roku. There's really no difference, and it's all 4K HDR, you know. But uh, uh, there's just something about the Apple TV. Maybe uh, maybe they'll release a new version here in the next few months, and I'll pick one up. Oh, they better not. <laughs> I just bought mine. No, I don't know, man. The one that's out now has been out for a little bit. I mean, the one that, the one that I got. I mean, price point wise, it's not hateful. It yeah. was like a uh, 169 for the 32 uh, gig. Right. And I mean, for the most part, I do nothing else on it. So I don't need a big memory. And I just need enough memory to put my apps on it and be able to, you know, pull things up. Right. I'm not doing anything else. But I don't know who is doing any, you know, anything else with them. Why do they actually need to offer a larger, you know, memory size in it? I, I think it's because uh, Apple were one of the first to actually put streaming players out in the market, even before the time where streaming itself was uh, kind of a, a big deal where that was like a feature where you know you could take your shows on the go you can download them directly to this apple tv and not have to worry about it when you go to a hotel or whatever but now everybody's just streaming everything so the ability of having a hard drive on your actual streaming unit is not really a huge feature anymore (laughs) not really no but they're maintaining it for some reason i mean yeah forever whatever it is i mean it's i don't think it's really adding much cost to the actual unit itself uh well that's cool that you're uh getting to enjoy your your 4k tv all the more now with the nice new 4k apple tv did you happen to um watch anything cool on your tv this week say maybe the bad boys for life trailer didn't get to watch it on the television but i definitely have seen it a few times now uh between you know on my laptop or on my phone yeah people yeah people that don't really know us that is our movie there there are movies bad boys one all the way through now three uh I can't wait. I don't know what it was. The first one came out in 95, and I don't think, no, you and I did not go and see the first one in the theater. There's no way we did. No, we, we didn't. It wasn't one of those uh, rated R sneak-in kind of kind of films. We didn't do that just did, yet. Did we find out on like HBO one of those evenings your mom was working? and? I think that's what it was. It was either that or we might have rented it from that video store that was right next to that Wawa that we used to walk to. Okay. I remember them specifically having the Bad Boys poster up and us being like, oh, that looks kind of cool. Um, but yeah, we... Chris and I, that's like our movie franchise. So we loved it back in 95 when the first came out. Uh, years later, in 2003, you and I happened to be living with each other in that house in uh, Millville. And it was eight years later, in 2003, they made a sequel. And we couldn't believe it then. It's like, usually sequels come out, you know, maybe two, three years after yeah. the last movie. And for them to wait eight years to make another one, I thought that was bad. But here we are in 2019. Bad Boys 2 came out in 2003. Dude, that's 16 years. <laughs> but here we are. They made another Bad Boys movie. Martin Lawrence, Will Smith are back at it again. Yeah, I mean, we can never get enough, you know, of Michael Lowry. Michael Lowry. Michael Lowry. <laughs> but they even got uh, uh, Joey Joey Pants. 
You know, he's got an actual last name, but everybody just nicknames him Joey Pants. <laughs> Joey Pants. <laughs> Joey Pants. But he's, you know, he plays the captain. He's even back this time around. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love he's sitting in the office. and <laughs> This is a family-friendly program, so I won't repeat what he says over and over and over again. But <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is about those movies. I think uh, they're, I mean, action-wise, they're pretty similar to a lot of the other stuff that's out there. But I think just the dynamic between... Their characters, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith's characters, are so good, and just the, it, almost like watching like The Odd Couple or something. It's just uh, it's almost just a comedy that goes hand in hand with all the action. Just you and I have been huge fans for a long time. Well, I think it's believable. You believe that they've known each other for yeah. this long period of time. So there's that you know that brotherhood that's built up between the two of them. Yeah, and then when they start you know going through things, it's a uh, it's just a fun ride. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking of lines that are going through my head. I'm like, okay, I can't say. <laughs> yeah, uh, you and I can roll off the films, to both films' dialogues. Maybe that's, uh, oh, you know it would be fun to do? Uh, one time is maybe do like a, a commentary for some of our favorite movies, like a uh, running commentary. Yeah, yeah, one of those, uh, uh, what do they call them, like uh, unclassified or un... Yes. Know, type of commentary of one of the shows. Yeah, movies, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. But yeah, so that's that's a film that's coming out in January, which is usually kind of a graveyard for movies, but maybe it'll be a standout. I don't know. Um, you know what? I don't care if it dies on the you know on the movie screen. I will be there <laughs> watching it. You know what? That we have a few big movies coming out that we've got to get together for. Star Wars is a must. Yeah. This one may be another one, and they're coming out so close to each other too. Yeah, we're going to have to take a couple uh, trips here in the near future, uh, either up to where you are or down to where I am. To I think we'll, sure probably, we'll, do, we'll probably do one, you know, you come here one, I go there one, once, you know, the, our, our kids like seeing each other, you know, our wives like, you know, interacting as well, so yeah, give us a reason to get out of town for, you know, a night. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as the future goes, uh, Chris mentioned earlier, I saw It Chapter 2, he plans on seeing it here soon, so we're going to have a podcast kind of dedicated to talking about that. Um, you are heading up to the Cincinnati Comic Expo here soon, right? When, when is that? Uh, that's going to be September 21st, uh, it's a Saturday, it's actually the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, we actually went last year, uh, we did. timing did not actually work out for you know us to attend this one together again, because you're yep. going to be... Uh, be in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With your, your time not being your own. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go down there. I'm going to take a lot of pictures. I'm going to try another attempt at a FaceTime Live at some point in there. Uh, I'm going to have my son with me. Hopefully, I can find someone to fill that empty ticket I have to go ahead and, you know, enjoy, you know, our time down there. See if I can maybe <laughs> find some uh, find some things. I'm not going down there with an expectation this year of finding a piece of art to go in my room. Yeah. Uh, I've got my turtles up. I've got my turtles pictures, you know, with them. I've got my uh, Ready Player One poster up. I've, you know, my son loves the uh, the Pokemon, so I got the Pokemon movie up. So I'm looking probably for something. But it, if I walk out with nothing, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I think. Yeah, last, I'm, last year you you were on a mission. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh well, you stopped me from dropping two hundred dollars on a Michelangelo at all. Uh, oh, like that's right. Figure. Yeah. Uh, you paid half the price and you got all four turtles. Got all four of them, and actually they probably fit better than that one big one would have anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's going to be some fun. Hopefully, uh, you plan on doing maybe a Facebook Live video. I know it didn't work <laughs> at the uh, at the Phillies uh, Reds game, but I don't know. Maybe we'll try to work out the kinks there. Yeah, I think it, I think it may have just been you know proximity to the ball field. I think everyone has signal issues when they're in the ball field. Yeah, uh, I think the you know the internet and the you know everything should be better. You know, walking into the Duke um, Energy Center down in Cincinnati. 
So, uh, yeah, I plan on doing that. Maybe uh, yeah, we'll figure something out. I mean, if, if it's brief, again, it's brief. But if uh, we'll definitely be pictures up, you know, of, you know, some of the cosplays that were going on. Uh, I intend on taking a book down to uh, down to the expo to see uh, uh, Will Wheaton to see if oh, I can get wow. him to sign that. I'm a, I'm a big Ready Player One fan, and he actually did the audio version for uh, Audible. That's right, yeah. So if I can get him kind of sign the book, I mean, he doesn't have any other connection to the book besides the audio v- version, but I mean, to me, that's enough. That's I, enough. I, I, love, I love that. I haven't actually sat down and read the book itself. Uh, finding time to read a book is hard for me. So I've listened to a lot of audiobooks. I mean, we kind of brought that up in the past. Yeah. And then the movie, the, me and you've been through the movie. I, mean, I like the movie for what it was. If you can separate the book and the movie, but keep the same, same concept, it's yeah. a good movie. Right. I wish they didn't do some things with it. Or, I mean, in a lot of franchises, they've got absolutely no problem with trying to milk the golden cow. Right. And splitting it up into two or three movies. It almost... The, the book itself almost lends itself to multiple movies. Yeah, I feel that way about a lot of uh, a lot of properties these days where I almost wish that they wouldn't condense it down to like a two-hour movie and do like maybe the HBO or Netflix treatment where it's like an eight to ten-hour, you know, season of a TV show that they could really kind of stretch it out and kind of uh, pull the taffy on those stories and those characters. Yeah, and about... Uh, like- I also I'll sit down. I watch it. I enjoy it. It gives me you know, a visual of what you know the characters. Yeah. But uh, and then it is what it is. I, I try to separate the two and enjoy them. You know, both equally. So yeah, I mean that's just some of the things that we have uh, coming coming up in the uh, the next couple of months here. I know there's another Comic Con or. Uh, I shouldn't use the. I think Comic Con is like trademarked for Comic Con, but there is another comic convention <laughs> down here in Louisville in November uh, that we, you know, may try to attend to. So fun stuff in the future. Yeah, we plan on anytime we go to any of these events, you know, try to put up a FaceTime on it or take videos or pictures. There's always going to be something, and it's not going to just be say these events here. Anytime there's an event like we are doing something, say with our kids or you know, out and about. I mean, we may be. Uh, selective on what pictures we put up there because we don't want our our kids out there but uh, if we're doing it we'll do it Yep, that's right. So I, I think that's about it for this week. Um, remember to like our Facebook page. We do have a Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'll be trying to post more on those things, but uh, follow us so that way you'll know when we actually do post something. Um, but if you have any um, uh, comments or, or feelings towards uh, whether it be the latest It Chapter 2 film, if you saw that this weekend, uh, football week one, how do you feel about that? Uh, what's your experience with playing in uh, football or baseball fantasy? leagues let us know uh shoot us an email i'm sean s-h-a-u-n at dadnarok.com and i'm chris at dadnarok.com and, and we will uh respond to anything you say we suck we'll respond saying thank you uh, <laughs> if you got anything you know positive we would love to hear that as well i've actually uh, spoke with a, at least one person that listens to us and uh, she knows who she is and uh we appreciate the uh the feedback if she's still listening so uh, but I mean, for for Sean, for myself, I think we've uh, we've been through a lot here, and uh, I think this is a, a really good spot to go ahead and say, you know, the Dad in the Rock podcast will be signing off for the evening. That's right. We'll see you next week. <laughs>